Today, the Talking Willow is joined by Luke Barry to run on the green but not on the red. We'll discuss Luke's rise from pool counselor to division head, his hot takes about things like Blister Day, and more. This is the Talking Willow. I make shit look easy, but they don't know what it takes. Don't ask me the time I got baguettes in the face. Rojo drops on Louis, I want everything he made. When it comes to holes, I never be the one to save. The Talking Willow is brought to you by Skokart staff, showing up to Saratoga restaurants without notice, Tugs, the LT Visiting Day chain, and listeners just like you. Have you ever been with a boss? I know your boyfriend took you shopping at Ross. I'm always dripping nolly puddles when I walk. If she don't know how to dress, I want to talk. But I may still get some top. I don't need about my pockets full of knots. Number one is finally real ones at the top. I'm with Mustard and we talking Lambo talk. It's Sunday night, 10 10 p.m. Ooh, that's a sharp way to kick it off. Eric, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are we doing? Oh my goodness. We're good. How are we doing, Eric? Well, I'll repeat the same thing I said. We doing well. How we how we doing? Oh, uh, we're doing, man. How we doing, Eric? We're doing all right. First, well, uh, first non-bracket pod. Will it's exciting, man. I I think we're we're ready. I th- I think that we we've spent a lot of time working towards this, and we're ready now for to to carry our own content. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's a uh, it's a big step, but the the sponsors are willing to take us. I hope we don't thrones this one. I hope that like we don't have a whole lot of hype for going <laughs> off prearranged script, and now that we don't have the mechanics, who I guess are like George R R Martin, um, like we can't do it, and we we botch the end, and we we I I, I, don't, I know Jake mechanic doesn't know the spoiler, whatever. It's, Spoilers for Thrones for for anyone that's listening to this and watches Thrones, and I know Jake is one of those people. But nonetheless, I don't want to Thrones this, so I think that yeah, I think we're ready though. I think we can do it. Yeah, I think that at the end of this, they're gonna they're gonna make an eight episode ESPN docu series about this podcast. Ten, ten, yeah, it's there's ten episodes. Ten. I just watched three before we did this, and once we're done, I'm probably gonna watch four. Jeez. Here we go. Well, why don't we bring on our guest for the week? For the week now. Well, our guest for the week. Yeah. All right. So coming to us originally from Manchester, England, now living in Tenafly, New Jersey. We have the division head from Camp Skodak, Luke Barry, joining us. Luke, how's it going? It's going. This is an honor, let me tell you. It is uh, very exciting. When Will sent me the text saying, will you be on? I was like, nah, it can't be, but but it's happening. I'm an avid fan of the pod, as you know. So I like it when you say pod. <laughs> Eric, was that what you were just saying? I was gonna say, I was gonna say thank thank you for coming on. But yeah, we'll we'll went with the we'll went with the with the, the way you say pod. 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 I like that. Pod. Luke, you're kind of groundbreaking here. You as you've pointed out to me in our private conversations, um, which we will delve into. Uh, you're the first current Skodakian to join us on the pod. Everyone else is of alumni status. Um, something you have not brought up. Yeah. Uh, you're the, the first international guest yeah. we've had on the show. Yeah. Correct. 
Yeah. What is it like? Is what is it like representing for representing uh, over about 180 other countries? Uh, wow. Bit like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure Cam Skodak has ever ha- only ever had like nine <laughs> countries come to them. But <laughs> yeah, no, it feels good. It feels good. You know, I've uh, for people who know me, I'm working as an au pair, and uh, for part of my training, I had to land in. I landed in New York back in December, and then I had to go to this hotel. Will knows about this for this orientation, and it was me and 85 girls. I was the only <laughs> male. I was the only British person. I was the only person who had already been matched with their au pair family. And I was the only first language English person. So it was three days of hell for me. But uh, I got over it. So this is, this is familiar territory. I'm so proud. Where, 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 where was everyone from? Like... Oh, a lot, a lot of people from Brazil. There were people from Thailand. Um, there were people from... Um, Africa. It was it was cool actually when I got to know all these girls and they were. Congratulations, Luke! You're not just representing all international staff at Camp Skodak, but you're also representing all au pairs working in America (laughs) from other nations. I know the the pressure's mounting. Well, I'm a. I just want to say personally, Luke. I know you're a big fan of the pod, and to all our big fans of the pod out there, we we want to say thank you for for listening. We we've been. Going over the numbers, we've had consistent view. Uh, we don't have viewers, Eric. We've had consistent <laughs> listeners, though. I guess the viewership's yeah. been consistently at zero, but it's so nice to 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 bring on an- yet another friend of the pod to to speak with us tonight. Yeah. Hey, thank you. It's it's my morning entertainment, as you know. Will I take Izzy the dog out every day? About who's Izzy? Who's Izzy? Tell tell our and, uh, our listeners. Izzy is, is the, the family pet, the family dog. She is a Wheaton Terrier. Will has met her. She's three years old. And we go out for however long the pod lasts in the morning. So it gives me a good excuse to get out of the house and, and do some So stuff. Izzy must love it when we go for like 90 minutes. He loves it, yeah. <laughs> do, does, do your employers love it? Employers? <laughs> no, that is cool. Like, I think they... They are kind of skeptical as to how long I go out with a dog, but you know it's part of the job. I got to work. Yeah, exactly. Up, so. I have a question: Is the correct term employers or is it slave owners? <laughs> it's weird. I never know. <laughs> I say I normally say host parents, but then that sounds as if like I'm a child and they're looking after me, and that I sort of need my host mummy and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I normally just call them by their names. Okay, Scott and Sue. Danny, though, not Scott. What? I got the Kushner parents there. That, that's, that's instincts. Danny and Sue. I have spent a few, few I got, I got the wrong Susan pairing. It's an easy mistake. Well, Luke, my my first question on on top of the dome is, and this is a question we've been asking all of our guests, and but you have such a radically different perspective on this. How's your quarantine going? Mine is is going okay. It's weird because, you know, as everyone keeps saying to me, it's not what I signed up for when I came over back in December. Right. You know, for, I, I love it here. The weekends for me was like going to see my friends. And you know, I've been up to Saratoga a few times to see Will. I've seen, I've seen Jonah a lot. I've seen um, Jay Cross. I spent Christmas with the Rosses. So now it's a bit, it's a bit weird. But um, it's good. I'm healthy. The, the family are healthy. We, uh, 
yeah, we're doing fine. Let, let, let me ask you this. Um, How's that? Uh, Go on. I don't, I don't know if everyone that's listening to our pod is necessarily familiar with either who you are at, at camp, maybe if they, they haven't been to camp in a few years, or, or maybe more immediately what, what you've been up to in the last couple months. So do, do you want to take a moment and, and maybe illustrate a little bit of, of, of who is Luke Barry? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure because everyone who I've, you know, who I've listened to on the pod, your guests previously, I've known some of them, but some of them I've definitely heard of as, as big alumni names. So it's, uh, well, as I said, well, it's an it's honor to be here. all about people getting to know um, each other for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I came to camp in 2016 when both of you were on camp um, and I was a pool counselor. And, uh, and then 2017, 2018, 2019, I came back as, as a group leader and now I'm back for, fingers crossed, my fifth summer. Um, and then back home, I went to law school. I finished that a year, year and a bit ago. And now I'm living in Jersey as an au pair until December. Nice. Well, yeah. now you know Luke. <laughs> um, Eric, I have to ask, how's the mono? You know, it's it's good. I, <laughs> I uh, forgot to take. I do have, yeah, it, you know, anyone can ask me this question at any time now, forever, for eternity. But uh, I forgot to take my steroids today, uh, and I remembered kind of at the last moment. So um, I'm running out of steroids. Uh, a bad? No. So no, it's, okay. it's not, you know. All right. <laughs> it's, I, need, I need steroids to live, Luke. No. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm huge. These steroids are are, are giving You've me. You've been muscle juicing, now. man. <laughs> yeah, no, I have been. Um, they were like, they were like, yeah, your your mono can be cured with just antibiotics, and I was like, can I have steroids? Uh, and I guess you know during a pandemic they'll give you what any anything you want. So. Well, yeah, that's you should try yeah. for the baseball team. Pitching there. <laughs> I'm 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 doing well, Luke. Thank you very much for asking. Anytime. Hey, Luke. Um, I wanted to to hey. get into it about one of your your absolute trademarks at camp, the pool song. Um, do you think you could tell our listeners at home a little bit about the pool song? What it is? You think it's fair to call it a trademark? I'd love for it to be a trademark. You know me well. You know this. I you've mentioned this before on the pod that there are certain things certain cheers at camp which you assign to a certain person. And um, I don't know whether the pools... I'm hoping that when I leave camp, you know, the pool song will, will carry on. Um, but yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, and this is... I think this is going to be a, a fun fact which no one apart from Eric and I will know. Mm-hmm. That uh, Eric was... Are you ready for this? A co-creator really? of the pool song. Yep. Yeah. He was. In, in 2016, what used to happen was when I used to... Um, sit OD for campus choice as a pool counselor. I would sit on the lifeguard chair of the old pool, and Eric would be sat his OD spot, which was correct me if I'm wrong, on the JCP facing the old pool. Yeah, Am I right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know how it. Ha- I mean, this is really where our friendship started. Is that I would shower across to Eric, and that's quite a distance. Yeah, that is deep pool. <laughs> to where you sell the JC. That's a long way. Yeah, you don't have to shout. <laughs> I, I was yeah, I kind of realized like that's a that's an incredibly far like distance so to shout. We were really like screaming. 
we came up with the lyrics to the pool song and um and then i remember one day in the dining hall someone was like loop for pool song i was like what is this like nah, this isn't gonna catch on and then slowly but surely it did and now yeah it, it's a thing do you like it or do you think you've like cursed yourself you love it i love it i love it. yeah <laughs> and uh eric do you remember the words yeah you want me to say it should we yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, new pool, old pool, Skodak's oh. pool. Yeah, you, you got guys, you, you Skodak's uh, pool. You can run you can on the green, but <laughs> not on the red. You'll slip, you'll fall, you'll bang your head. So put up your tags. Boy, Skodak, it's a blister Boy, day. It's a blister day. So new pool, old pool, Skodak's pool. pool. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to swim, you Skodak's pool. New pool, old pool, Skodak pool. Yeah, you gotta swear to be Skodak cool. I, I just want—I just want right. to say that we—we we, for all our, our listeners at home who wonder how do we how do we record all this in quarantine? We we are all remotely linked to to like uh, an audio portal, so to speak. Um, it's not not the most high tech stuff, so I'm very curious to see how that audio be, comes out of, which, of us all trying to sing at the same time. It's like the, uh, the the virtual fire circle the past couple of weeks with the friends at the I, end. I, if anyone I missed it, it um, no. this past one, but I was at the first one. How, how was it? It was equally off sync. <laughs> equally off sync, the friends. I liked at the beginning of the last, <laughs> of the first one, rather, um, when Matt was like, if you are a parent, give a cheer. And like the computer would just kind of like, Sounds like a screeching wheel for a second. <laughs> if you're a current camper, give a scream, and then it's like an even like more shrill wheel that's screeching. <laughs> um, about so back to the pool song. One of my favorite things about the pool song is definitely is Will you feature in it? Is that when I say, um, um, yeah, you got screams, you want to be what's the line? You pull up a sky pool, yeah, go swimming school. You run in the game and on there, you sleep before you're banging. So put up your tags when we say, and I go, oi, oi, Skodak. And I always look across to, I remember, Will, I used to look across to you, Jason Karen, I used to look across to him, and they would go wild and scream. It's it is a, it's wild stuff, man. It's invigorating. <laughs> but, Eric, I don't know if you remember this, but this is a, uh, this is a, a first exclusive that there are actually a few other lines to the pool song. Which are written away in my desk. Oh, desk this is about the color of the water, yeah. right? Yeah, and there are a couple more which I can't remember. Um, oh, I, rem- I do remember those. When I go home, I- I'm gonna have to dig them out and maybe I'm gonna have to text my mom and see if she can find it for me and send it across. And then who knows? This summer we might have some different. Maybe Max Walker remembers uh, them. That guy's sharp as a tack. Maybe. <laughs> oh, we gotta get Max on the pod. Yeah, it would be good. He would be a great guest. He's doing well. He's actually au pairing as well. He's in uh, Melbourne and he's found a family out there and on Facebook of all places. But it, it is legitimate. He has been telling me. Yeah, huh. I, I met everyone I know in college through Facebook, and that ended up being legit. So but that's not true. Okay. This is one. I feel like I get like one or one or two <laughs> of these a pod where I just I don't lean in with the sarcasm, and then I, I just feel really awkward mm-hmm. and kind of sticky. <laughs> 
Oh. Well, that's some good stuff. Eric, yeah, anything? No, I mean, yeah, that was that was the big surprise. Is I was is that you know I'm like the I'm like the uh, I'm like the I'm like the the Paul McCartney to Luke's John Lennon. Wow. Uh, I'm like the uh, uh, I'm like the I'm like the Eric Idol to Luke's John Kings. I think that if you're Paul McCartney, that makes Luke more of like a George. Thanks. How is how is Luke? Uh, you know, yeah, you know, friends with can Eric Clapton. You know this? what I learned? Yeah, go on, go on. I think George Harrison had the best solo career of any. No, Paul. Right. Mm-hmm. Paul's songs are kind of shot, in it. <laughs> <laughs> and for listeners, you've got to tell yourself, is that Luke or Eric who just spoke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no love for my abilities. <laughs> I learned the w- most like wild about? shit about George Harrison today. Did you guys know that George Harrison, when he wrote My Guitar Gently Weeps, um, Paul and John wouldn't take him seriously, so he called up Eric Clapton to get him to do the guitar solo, and then they listened. And then a few years later, Eric Clapton stole George Harrison's wife, and then a few years after that, he wrote Layla about her. That is wild shit. That's what I thought when I heard that today. My buddy Jackson, who Luke knows, uh, Big Jacko. Uh, Jackson told me that today, and I was like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, I was reading a book about the Beatles, and that's what I learned. I was like, that's crazy. But, yeah. Well, this isn't a Beatles pod. This is a camp pod. This is the Talking Willow. And uh, I think it's time that we move along for some rec hall reflections. It's time to look into those rec hall mirrors and see inside your soul. And Luke, we want to ask you today about some international perspectives. We want to start with that. What, what, what do you think of the, are some unique experiences for, for international staff, both as they're new to camp and as they return to camp? And, and forgive me, but I've never been an international staff member at camp. So perhaps some things may seem obvious, but I might miss them. Yeah, no, the weirdest for me is my remembering my first time actually getting to camp. And I remember like the whole first day very, very clearly. And even now I look back and I like see camp through a completely different set of eyes on my first day than as I see it now. And it's weird. I remember exactly. I remember I was sat at the the picnic bench on the farmhouse, literally within the first 10 minutes and it started raining and then Duff came over and was telling me about how he likes to cook his steaks and potatoes on his barbecue back home. And I remember weird little details like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And then the, the other thing, which is, which is always funny, is that we have to, I think it's like day three or four of orientation. And you have to do social security. And it's always just the first year internationals who have to go. And they have to wake up at like 6.30 in the morning. And it is the longest morning. And it's always the day where you do the, like the game rotation, <laughs> bunny, bunny, uh, um, jigglypuff and all that. And just as like, which doesn't make sense to me because the new internationals are never there because they're still at social security. 
and everyone else already knows the games. So you're just finishing the games off and then the new internationals get off the bus and come back. And then quite often you have to do it all over again. <laughs> I feel like they should put something else in that time. That's a funny little reflection. Do you, I, I've always, I've always, I've only gotten the, the chance to be on a co-staff with someone from overseas once. I was uh, my first year summer, my first summer on staff, I was with Harry Elkin. Um, and then later on, I was briefly, briefly co-staff with Nathan for like two weeks, but I'll count that yeah. for two weeks. Um, but I don't know. I think that that seeing camp through a fresh set of eyes is something that I like inherently like re- returning staff don't get. And I think but at this point you're in that group. I mean, it's, it's a blanket year coming up. But yeah, I've, I've, all, I've always yeah. like wished that I could I could like kind of wipe the slate clean and, and just see things different. Yeah, it is awesome. And one of the other things, which my biggest sort of worry before I came to camp for the first time, I remember watching the videos, which the the old videos on the camp website, they must have been filmed like, I want to say 2012. Is that around about that's, that's exactly the right, right year? Because I remember, and I obviously at the time had no idea. I thought these were really recent films. And a week or so after I got to camp, I rewatched the 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 films on the website and was like vaguely noticing faces. Like I remember seeing Jake Ross in it, Evan Snearson, Josh DeBast, faces like that. I was like, wait, what's going on here? And then I realized that these, these people, which I was watching as like 10 year olds were now my friend. <laughs> I could see, I could see how terrifying like seeing Josh DeMass from 2012 and then like seeing him like his, his four years later hasn't changed at all like also, also Jake Jake Ross Josh DeMass and um and Evan Pearson Evan are all the three of them might be in the the babyface hall of fame too because they, they were munchkins <laughs> back in the day <laughs> and um and also they, they say on the on one of the videos, I remember listening, and it said, you know, Matt was very proud of the fact that I think 85 or 90% of the bunk counselors grew up at Skodak. And I thought, great, like I'm coming to this place where everyone's already made their friends. Um, what will they feel like having someone come from overseas and be on the same level of them? You know, I was joining Eric, your year with you, and there was Jake, who at first year on staff, and they'd been at camp for eight years. And I was there my first year and we were on the same level, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Like I had an awesome set of staff. It was me, Jay Cross, Danny Grodberg, Evan Snearson, Josh Castellano as the GL, and then Swag Daddy K as the general counselor. So I was, yeah, I was very lucky. That is, go on. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting you know, just kind of like listening, because like, you know, I feel like, I feel like by the end of the summer, by the end of the Skodak summer, first year BCs who are, who are native, native first year, B, I mean, not really native, but like native first year BCs are like closer friends to like the international staff who started that year than like a good majority of the rest of the staff. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and then that like continues, that continues into your second year on staff with the internationals who kind of like lay over. It's just, it's, I feel it's interesting how close, like how progressively closer you get with internationals yeah. as the longer you stay at camp. 
because because as a camper, like I was always like fascinated totally. by like all the international counselors. Like in yeah, like I like I must have been one of those annoying campers. I mean, I knew I was one of those annoying campers, but I was like, these people are so cool. Like these these people are like much cooler than my <laughs> counselors. <laughs> like my like you can find the same guy who's my counselor in like a bunk over. Um, which isn't the case, but, uh, yeah, I, I just find, I have a, a funny story of when I arrived on camp and it was one of the first days and it was meal splits. And, uh, I sat next to, well, I was assigned to sit next to Jason Karen, who we are, the three of us are obviously great friends with. And, uh, I remember like asking him loads of questions and he would be giving me one word answers. He wasn't keen. I thought, and at the end of lunch, I thought that guy was so rude. Like what the hell? And what was his problem? And anyway, over the summer, Jason and I became really good friends. I think he was your co-staff that year, Eric. Yeah, he yeah. was my co-staff. And uh, we, we became great friends. And then towards the end of the summer, Jason said to me, oh, I think I said to him, I said, by the way, like the first time I met you, I thought you were so cold and so rude. He was like, yeah, like uh, I thought you were honestly 25. And I just found you so intimidating because you're an international I was like, what? Like, I just thought you were being, and it was weird, to, like you said, to see how perceptions change. Even, yes, over well, two, three years, but also over the seven weeks of the summer. I, I remember, Luke, um, yeah. we, we all, all mentioned it, but we all joined staff together, right? All, the three of us. Um, hmm. And to that point, I had always thought of international staff as very much older, lit- literally older. Like, I, I thought like a 20-year-old international staff member, I would especially as a camper be like oh my god they must be like 25 or something like that and it was weird to me um i quickly got to know to know denim and loxton sam loxton uh early on uh for viewer for we don't have viewers for listeners who uh who don't who don't know them <laughs> sam and denim are awesome uh they, they were a ropes and uh, adventure counselor respectively uh, but I got to know them during work week, and then you and Max came along shortly after, and many other people, Dan, Dan Lake, and and uh, like a million. I can't, I can't, can't name everyone. But I, I, um, I you know, no, no, I'm going to stop you there. You're saying that Max and I came after Sam and Denim. We were there a year before. <laughs> damn, my memory, my memory's foggy. <laughs> no, you were there a year before. <laughs> you were there a year before Max. No, Max and I came in 2016, and then Sam and Denim came in 2016. I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at, I suppose I'm putting <laughs> my foot in my mouth a bit, but like I guess over those two years, that was sort of at where I started to really see international staff as as like, you know, like just my friends, like like, like people that were really similar to me and and age and what they'd like to do, and and it, at that point became a lot easier for me to to make friends with international staff, and on top of that, the the staff coming in were awesome, so it was that much easier. But I, I really believe that this cuts both ways for Americans and internationals at camp. Being able to to make friends that are outside of that sort of, uh, you know, m- more um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intuitive bubble, social bubble. I think being able to branch out is so yeah. not just beneficial but vital. I mean, you talk about. Who, who stays at camp a long time, if that's something you want to do, you got to have a lot of friends and that do all sorts of different things. And international people are some of the most lovely people at camp. 
Welcome to the Talking Willow, where this episode is sponsored <laughs> by the Intuitive Social Bubble. For uh, for those who want to play it safe, uh, the Intuitive Social Bubble is. Uh, I feel like they're gonna write a. <laughs> Will I feel like that's the. I feel like the Intuitive Social Bubble is like. Uh, something that like a uh, a uh, a very a very liberal uh, writer. I feel like the intuitive social bubble could be maybe the world's shittiest psychology dissertation. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, kind of proves nothing. Today, uh, my housemate on Google said that he found, like, a PhD thesis on, like, fat content in in a pig shoulder. And he found it in response to like it doesn't really matter, but I was thinking, who the hell would write that? <laughs> yeah, but now there's a dissertation. The marketplace of ideas is richer once again. You should, you should tweet it. <laughs> the link. Talking Willow. What? <laughs> I think that it. we did a good thing a few weeks ago, putting the link to the Doughboy. The, the pizza burrito. Um, I don't think that we need to put a link to this dissertation mm-hmm. about pig shoulder. People will be missing out. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. So, Luke, you know, we're, you know, what, like, th- this, this, this has always perplexed me. This, 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 like, career, career path that you're currently in. Um, not necessarily what your end game is, but like the, the job of an au pair. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. The the job of an au pair because it's 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 to me it's to me I'm just mind boggled by the by the job. If you have any experiences, you, you know, you you have the floor to talk about it. What what is it like? What's it like? It being is, an au pair, and it comes back to you know, like you you and Will were saying is internationals and Americans at camp getting to know different cultures, getting to know like their backgrounds, going to their hometowns and seeing what they're, you know, I've stayed at Evan Snearson's house and he's took me around his, his town to his restaurants, to his school. And I think I just got a feel for the culture. And um, so, yeah, quite a few, and Josh Baker was an au pair for a couple of years. Louis Fear was for a couple of years. Uh, Sophie Lee was. Um, so it's, it's a thing which is, I wouldn't say common, but it's happened before. And uh, the way I got introduced to it was um, through Kim Ross, actually. She, one of her friends who was um, an alumni of Skodak back in uh, in the 70s and 80s, said to Kim, look, like we're looking for someone to help us out with, with our two children, two boys, which I look after, Sam and Eli, and they both go to, to Skodak. And they're both coming back this summer. And so Kim thankfully recommended me and uh they came on visiting day and i spoke to them and it's funny after visiting day the the mom came to me and she said luke like we think you're great um samuel loves you i was his group leader but we're we're looking for a girl you know we've had nannies in the past and we just can't really imagine having a boy live with us and i was like yeah okay like that's fair fair enough and uh and then I think Kim called her up and said, no, like, you really should take on Luke. And a couple of weeks later, she called me and we had a conversation for a couple of hours on the phone. I remember I was sat in the dock where uh, Weiner and Jake Mechanic lived last year. And 
uh, I said, yeah, I think I'll do it and came over in December. And it is, it's great. You know, I get um, the weekends off. So I see all my friends and uh, I, I couldn't recommend it enough to anyone else who, who wants to do it, who wants to get more of a, it's weird, more of a year round feel of America. You know, I've, I've only been to America for camp between the months of June and August. So it's weird to experience. You got, you got a weird year to experience it. Yeah. The weirdest I think ever. <laughs> and I'll be here through <laughs> December as well. So I'll have the, Oh my goodness. That, that will, that will be eventful. <laughs> I don't think that's a political wow. statement at all. I think no matter what you, whatever you, you, you support over at home, the talking willow is breaking the news. Election day will be a busy one. Um, Say less. What what is is uh, is is the word au pair French? <laughs> what does it mean, <laughs> Eric? I don't know. I I literally just asked I, you I, its I origin. Is, I don't know. You think I know the meaning? People, people call me the one which I hate most is Manny, uh, a male nanny, and uh, sometimes people uh-huh. use it in like a serious context. They'll be like, oh, like. So are you the Manny for the kids? And they're like, it's a bit of a weird term. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, M- Manny is also the name of the. Uh, He's great. The name of the mammoth in Ice Age. Wow, Luke, I I, I just I googled it. Mama. Um, this is from great au- oh, this is from greataupair.com. So I think that it ought to be a great answer. The word au pair is a French term, which means on par or equal to, denoting living on an equal basis in a reciprocal, caring relationship between the host family and children. I think that's beautiful. That's great. That's such, hmm. As they said, that's a really good. I never knew that. And it is the whole idea of it's the same. Actually, it's the same visa I come over with. It's, it's a different class, but it's a J1 visa. The same as summer camp work. Au pair work is, is? is in the same category. Uh, the idea is is that it's a cultural exchange so that the family show me aspects of of their neighborhood and their culture and I bring things from home to share with them and it has definitely worked like that Luke there's this uh, there's actually two incredible and this is for our New York listeners uh, there are two incredible 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 uh, English import stores in Manhattan uh, one of them is on uh 9th ave uh and the other one is on greenwich ave and there's and connected to the one on greenwich ave is a uh uh, fish and chips place um it's they're both so good um we should let's do it what we should go do they have mushy yeah you know well yeah we should yeah of course like the people the people who like do they have run these places are like genuine genuine Brits. Uh, like really? From... You, or are they sort of yeah. similar to you and can do a pretty good British accent? <laughs> <laughs> they they swindled me. No, they have like digestives and, and iron brew and iron I brew? Love iron brew, but they have like everything in the store. It's a, it's a, it's a I'm, Scottish I'm soda. Like well, going, it's so I good. I have to ask some of our Scottish listeners. But I read this thing the other week that Iron Brew is, is gone bust. Like, it's over. I think. No. No. Yeah. I guess I'll never know. It's it's so good, though. 
It is a classic, like, if you, if you could have any <laughs> fizzy drink or soda with, with fish and chips, I would probably go Iron Brew as well. Good choice. Um, but Eric, you, you are, uh, you, have you been to England, right? No, you, I've never like, been to Europe love, before. Out of all my like American friends, you are the one who always like is so intrigued by British culture. So I get that's a, I know, what, it's it's, it's, what are the, if you, if you were going over to England, what were the things you want to experience most? Um, uh, I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, all of it. Like, I, I mean, I, I was actually, I was slated to go to UK, the, the, the more than just the UK, I was slated to go to Dublin, uh, London and Amsterdam over my spring break. But then, uh, Some but then, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, then, uh, Long story. <laughs> yeah, something happened. I'm so upset yeah. I haven't left the house. <laughs> Long story. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been so devastated. Uh, no, but honestly, all of it. I mean, like, I'm such a huge fan of, uh, like, British comedy. This is so such a weird thing to be talking on a camp-based podcast, but I'm such a fan like, of British-based what are, what are comedy shows? that I would love... I mean, uh, I watch all the panel shows. Um I love David Mitchell Peep and Robert Webb. Um, yeah, Peep Show, Mitchell and Webb look. Like, uh, I just, I love it all. I'd love to see the the Cambridge Footlights. But though I doubt they're probably not as good as, like, what they once were. Um, yeah, I mean, it's what, so a, what cool. a weird... No, because... <laughs> Thank you for asking me. We have, the amount of times, like, I have, and other British and Australian um, counselors have like stayed off American friends' houses, gone to see them at college, have them like introduce us to their friends and take us out and drive us places. It is like the biggest sort of honor for us, like for when um, Will came over last year with Weiner, Evan Snearson was over, Jacob Plotkin was over. For us, it was, we were so happy to mm -hmm. show them around. We, we all stayed at Max Walker's house. And, um, and when Will was, Will was there at a different time with, his friend Jackson. Yeah, and Jackson, well, right? they were they were abroad there, and I was out visiting mm -hmm. them as well as many camp people. And then Weiner, who was abroad elsewhere, was on his abroad vacation, like spring break, and he he came in and linked with me in London. So as did Phoebe, who lived in London at the time, and you came down for Manchester, and, and we were all everyone was kind of meeting up around Baker Street, I think, right. Yeah, it's it was just so great for like we we all went out to spoons. I do love spoons. spoons. Although I don't uh, like that Baker Street isn't was, like I, I've been watching Sherlock. Baker Street is not and Sherlock is nothing <laughs> like Baker Street. It's, it's a little different. That's a key. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I do love <laughs> spoons. Yeah. Eric, that's the first place you'll you're gonna go when you come over. Get a Go to go go get a brewski. That's not what they call it. So you, you shouldn't order a brewski, but get a beer at uh at spoons. No, I'd love to. I mean, uh, for all of our all of our listeners, we're gonna start a GoFundMe page to get Eric to Europe for the first time. Uh, 
Um, that's so cool. Honestly, Luke, I mean, I'm, I'm a little jealous because it's, it sounds like, like, it sounds like it's the perfect job. Like, it sounds like you just get to like go and, and like be somewhere and like, kind of like, you know, yeah, enjoy it, it country is awesome for a little while. It also works out perfectly because, you know, both the boys are, are going to camp. Um, and in the past, I think they've had a, a nanny who's, you know, been in the house with nothing to do for eight, nine weeks when the kids are gone. So this works out really well that I get to go over with them and yeah, it'll be fun. And then, you know, when we return, we get to share the experiences of the summer, which will be awesome. And the kids, they love speaking about camp yeah. all the time. And so it's good for me, you know, I get to, to think about it all the time. So do we have them on the pod? Best. They are, they're upstairs, I think, but Samuel, Samuel listens, you know, we sometimes listen together. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. For, thank you for the heads wearing, up. Luke. Uh, he's, 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 welcome he's to the pod. To um, <laughs> well, welcome to welcome to the talking Willow <laughs> where I'm rapidly overthinking everything. That uh, oh, I, uh, I, I probably should have told this. you about that, man. I, I, Luke told me that information a few days ago. <laughs> um, I was thinking before the pod. Uh, we're, maybe we've been in this position before. Maybe we haven't. I just don't know. But we're we're in a unique one, at least right now. the The three of us have all all had the the privilege of hunting for the hatchet. And Luke, you had a, a particularly unique time in the pit. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, striking your your trauma center. But would you would you do us the honor of telling us like what it was like to be there? That well, first of all, what happened and what it was like to be walking around in your shoes that day. Yeah. Well, so this year I was, I felt very, very fortunate. I got two day general with, it was me and Lauren Rubenstein. Uh, we were the Mohican motive. And then uh, Nathan Austin and Alicia dance were, were on the other team. And we had hatchet hunt and the hatchet hunt itself lasted, I think two minutes and around about five seconds that including the, the run from the flagpole to somewhere else to somewhere else to somewhere else oh i think i don't know when they start the the timer so good point i'm not sure um but basically the the generals own everyone only got to go in once and uh so we went in and it was fun it was starting out to be i was getting excited you know it's me against nathan he's a good friend and and uh, and then we leave, and then the captains and the head lieutenants go in, and then the super seniors go in, and uh, the, the the super senior lieutenant for our team lifts out the hatchet two minutes into the thing, and I'm there thinking, is this like a, a dummy? Is this like uh, what's going on? And then everyone is like looking around, like, what? has he just found it? And there was this sort of awkward no. pause, and no one knew what to do. And uh, even I was like, what do I do? You know, and Lauren and I looked at each other and I sort of ran up to, to who, who found the hatchet and gave him a big hug and was like, well done, well done. And I think everyone else then followed. But, and at the time I was like, yes, we found the hatchet. Like we won those, you know, crucial 10 points for our team. And, uh, and then afterwards I was like, wait, what? Like I was in there for 30 seconds. <laughs> It's just a bit like okay, it was weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it was. But then we had we had uh, rope burning, which last year's in was excellent. in a new location. It was excellent, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, Hadji Hun. I think 
Doug said it was the second quickest. How, how was that not the quickest? I think one the quickest was under two minutes. I pulled up this text that I just searched for, and I, I miraculously found it. So I texted Owen, who was on his day off on the day of hatchet hunt that time. I texted him at 12.30, did you hear about hatchet hunt? A super senior found the hatchet, because I thought he'd be interested, and that was stupid of me. He texted me back six hours later saying, awesome. Please send me legible <laughs> pictures of waiter and CIT bunk improvement requests. I believe on the wall. <laughs> so, Owen didn't seem to, to care about any of this. Very Belichickian. Um, but then, I think, so when Five Day came around, or Tribals, Doug said to me, which was nice of him, he said, look, um, would you like to help me bury the hatchet for for Tribals? And I thought, great. So I, we buried it together, and then Will, do you want to, I mean, how was your experience of hatchet hunting? This, this year was great. I found the hatchet. And I, it was it was vindicating for me because for years I had carried the baggage of what I thought was a sound strategy in the pit when I was a captain, and I, I eased up for a second. And Eric found the motherfucking hatchet with two feet away from him in the pit. Wait, I I didn't know that. Have you two faced each other yeah. in the pit? Wait, Luke, Luke, Luke. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, let me tell let me tell you, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story, man. So, so uh, uh, Will and I had the pleasure of being captains for two day, our LT summer, our second LT summer. Um, and uh, <laughs> so we go, like, you know, we do the thing, we do the relay, we like dive into the pit, whatever. And we're going, and like, Will, more than I'm wrong, like, I think we were in there like three <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> So so we're in there and we're just going, but the, the the thing is 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 Will is just bodying me. Like Will keeps like like putting me into the ground. Like I'd be digging and I'd be like, come on, come on, come on. And I see Will just like chuck a side and like throw me to the other side of the pit. And I'm like, I get out and I'm like, I'm like exhausted and I'm exhausted. And uh and like I think this is like going into the third round. And I'm like, uh, Will has just like, Will has like taken me to work. Like Will has like, has like, th- Will has like destroyed me. Like a, like a, like a, like a center, like a center of a, of a, of a football team. Uh, sorry. Of an American egg ball team. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and I go up to Will and I'm like, Will, please just for one round, like, let me dig. <laughs> like, and he's like, okay, okay. Like just for one round. So we go in and I start digging and I look up at Jamie Weiss and Jamie Weiss's eyes get so wide. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way the hatchet isn't under me or under someone right now. I do two more digs. I grab the hatchet. Like I like see it. I rip it out of the ground. And then I just started hearing a high pitch noise because it was the craziest experience of my life. It like, I, I like I, the noise went like silent. Like everything just went and I was like, "Oh my god, I get it!" <laughs> and I, and there's a picture if I if you can find it if you're friends with me on Facebook. There's a picture of me pulling the hatchet out of the ground, and uh, if you look at Will in the <laughs> photo, Will is so upset. Like Will is like hands back behind side, I'm like, head right in now. the sky, like shouting upset. But Will, I'm 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm never, really happy well, that, you, I, uh, that you found me. Believe me, Eric, me. I did not forget. Like, I went and hit, like, I'm not going to get Eric again. <laughs> like, I like until that hatchet comes out, like, it's a battle. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and yeah, I, I, that, that was a funny story. Yeah, I, yeah. I remembered that. Um, oh my God. Yeah, I was not happy. I'm like literally walking out. <laughs> looking at it right now i'm like fuck this i'm out of here <laughs> the photos this year of when we lost apache were funny too me me and schmelkin were were so pissed yeah because he was so pissed. yeah i i just i knew that we were gonna win i ended up being wrong those addresses before but you know he went around camp for the two days prior to apache more saying, than we will so just, sorry, I just no. Out. Please get it right. It was more than it was more than two. It was it was pretty much the entirety of the five days. I, I was telling everyone that I had a uh, certain knowledge that I was going to win, and I I, I believed I, it with conviction. I do not regret how I conducted myself. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't regret it. Um, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily what we ought to delve into. But I'm happy to answer questions. About it. <laughs> but Eric and I actually ran. We ran a party <laughs> together, didn't we? It was so much fun. It was me, you, yeah, we Laura did. Pretty, we and did. Guetta. It was fun. I, I I don't know about you, but that was like running about yeah. you was the best moment of my life. Your life as it applies to Camp Kodak or like... Life as a whole. I'm not even kidding. What about, what about <laughs> when we asked you to be on the pod tonight? <laughs> Look, I just... I close I, second. <laughs> I was so Look, I, I just can't believe I ran that whole thing. It's all the pictures at the end of like because we won the, our team and all of us together, and there's just me and you at the front, and someone went to me after that picture was like, "Oh, I didn't know you and Eric <laughs> jumped in the pool." I was like, "No, I didn't. I was wearing I was wearing gray shorts, like light gray shorts, <laughs> and I had to borrow Alex Freed's um, green tank top. Yeah, yeah. Everything was black." <laughs> in sweat yeah and yours was the same and then everyone else behind us just had like <laughs> a few drops of sweat yeah we won yeah. We, it was i yeah, yeah we won great. though so you know yeah. congrats thanks like, <laughs> I, I have a question for, for, for everyone <laughs> about hatchet hunt do you more of a broad one do you do you guys think it should continue Yes. You, yeah. like, you know yes. the argument for why not, right? A hundred percent. Well, you, it's it's really fun and it's great tradition and all, no. but it's not in the shade and it gets really hot and it's largely an inactive activity where, where you know, okay, tell that to literally every single camper. I mean, <laughs> okay, it's like to me, tribals is for the campers and – if, I just, if you're general or if you are captain or head lieutenant, I would hope that, you know, it could be that you could manage to have an experience without hatchet hunt simply because I think it is a better, the time could be better purposed for, um, for campers to do activity periods. True. But also there's, there's, there's bucket brigade, which is okay, but- where campers are active. And Bucky Brigade sucks. 
<laughs> like, I think they should get rid of Bucky Brigade ahead of, um, ahead of Hatchy Hunt. Here's what I'll say, right? Like, I, you know, there's fair points in that will, but the fact of the matter is, is like, I, I, I firmly believe that Hatchet Hunt is one of those experiences where it's like, as a camp, you get to put forth an entire energy, like the whole camp gets to put forth an energy to watch just a couple people shine. And I know that camp is all about togetherness. But by the same merit, like we're honoring some really incredible people during this time. I'm not saying I'm incredible, but you know, the 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 theory is that we're honoring some really incredible people during this time. Like I think that it's like such a fun event. And even when even like the countless amount of times where I wasn't in Hatchet Hunt, um, which is like like I'm pretty sure just ninety-five percent of the time. Like I still sat there, like being extremely happy for those. Like, so then let that, me like, pitch you this. The opportunity to, like, what if, what if we did this moment. one summer? The time that we would have done Hatchet Hunt okay. is now going to just be another activity period or or something, something that involves the campers more more directly. First camper's choice. The the any everyone who would have participated in Hatchet Hunt is expected to be there. And they run Hatchet Hunt, and anyone who wants to go and watch Hatchet Hunt can go. That way, only people that care show up, and people don't have people that want to see it still get that opportunity. I think it's diluted by the amount of people who are forced to go and really have no interest being there and just stand there and wait for it to end. I, I... let me let me. Let me phrase, let, let, me, let me pitch you this then, Will. What if we did activity period, but what if we did hatchet hunt directly before lunch? Directly before lunch, right? It's like a fun little event to watch. It takes no more than like 15, 20 minutes max. Then everyone goes into lunch. Then like, you know, the people who are just doing hatchet hunt can like go shower, go like take a jump in the pool or whatever, and then have like their lunch cut a little bit in a rest hour for them, but like they can relax. During I'll take time. it one further, but it's like in a the little, event like, that camp wants to show. continue doing silent meals and maybe they cut that out. And that's a separate discussion, which maybe we do get into, but you do what you said, hatchet hunt, line up at the pit either before or after, and then dismiss by team into the dining hall for silent meal. And you get that whole long walk from the pit to the dining hall to, to talk. <laughs> Because everyone loves doing the chatterbox thing. We're like, ah, talk, 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 silent, you know? This would have been a, a more vitriolic conversation if we centered it around around silent meal, which is the, the shittiest thing that we do at camp, maybe. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's horrible. The kids, you know, you have judges just get the biggest power trip of their lives. And they're going around just screaming decorums at these poor junior campers who just want to chat to their friends. I can vouch for that. Not so much the junior camper part, but I, I was a menace when I was a Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's cool. You're the only one who can talk. Why wouldn't you be a menace? <laughs> I'm just jealous. I've never been a judge before. <laughs> Apart from for, for um, wait, for, five, for, for tribals this year, they didn't have, I mean, how, how often do they do silent? Maybe they got rid of it. 
Maybe they do. do they do. Is it normally just for tribals? I, I think of it as a normally just for tribals thing, but I also have never put it in the fabric of, of tribals event planning. So such that it's always the like fourth dinner or it's always the fifth lunch. I, I've never thought of it like that. So I, I've always considered it to be flexible. Some years they do it, some years they don't, and they can sort of just do it when they want, but it's not fun. Like we're, was the 1970s group of event planners at Camp Skodak sitting around like, I know, we'll make them not talk. Just tell them that they're having fun while they do it. But I'm always confused as to how, like, <laughs> the decorums, like, who records the decorums? <laughs> how does it work? I believe the emeritus records it. So, like, the judge... They just write down how many decorums they Oh, have. no, it's um, you keep track of your own in the submit. You tr- keep track of your own. Okay, right. Um, Eric, do you, did you ever have a kid in your bunk who was like the funny guy who say they're on green? They wear a white shirt and like a green wristband to silent meal. <laughs> Fuck that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, it's, 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 I got to hide the camper it's hatchet ton, this it's year. A, it's, Me it's and Jonah smart. did it. We put it under the flagpole. <laughs> it was a killer it? spy. We we hid it there when no one would, like during like right before Camper's Choice, and then we sat on the rec hall steps. Camper's Choice starts, and we're just staring at it, and like watching all these kids run back and forth. They make the announcement like <laughs> the camper hatchet is hidden. This is the clue, and they say the clue, and I'm like, "Damn, this is so much easier to find when you're the one who hides it." Like, <laughs> I never, I was never a big participant as a camper in that in that event, though. That's a lonely camper's choice. Today, I'm gonna find the hatchet. <laughs> Oh man, how you guys feel? You know, I well, I, I, I always wanna, do, and I never do. I, I always want to show show that gratitude, but I never want to wrap up the pod. But I think it's time. Can, can I can I talk about one thing? Yeah, sure. whatever. You are you've already been talking, but I I guess you can keep going. <laughs> you've touched upon in I think probably every podcast so far. And that is blister days. Have we really? And you, yeah, you've mentioned blister days a lot. Damn. And they happen like it, about it, as often as third campus. It's an integral part of it. It's an integral part of it. Maybe half as often. That's like at least I'd say there's five or something. Well, how many third campers choices are there? Twenty. <laughs> Not even. No. Anyway, yeah, go no. on. What about blister days? But like blisters, the blister days are just the worst. They are the worst, and I, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I think it's it's taken way too seriously, and so um, I yeah, I just it increases, it <laughs> sort of encourages exclusiveness. You know, if you can't find a buddy, even as a staff member, like they make you go in with a buddy, and like I'm in the situation where I've not been able to find a buddy, and I have to wait outside the gate. And find a buddy. And as soon as I go in, like, you know, it's normally someone I'm not, like, close with. 
and then I lose them, and then the whistle gets blown, and they're in the new pool. I'm in the old pool, and uh, yeah, I get told off. Luke, I do, I do. I don't mean this to be facetious. I'm really asking. Like I've always thought it's as simple as like during a buddy check, or at least it should be as simple as like, oh, is anyone drowning? No. Well, then who cares how many people like we have in the pool? Is that flawed logic? Like, is there some rhythm or rhyme to like the buddy board? Do you get it? Well, but now doesn't exist. Like the whole, you know, how you have a specific tag for your, your buddy tag. That doesn't happen. And I know that because a couple of years ago, all the pool staff wrote out every single person's tag. And then they were told, oh, you don't need buddy tags anymore. After writing down every staff and every campus buddy tag. So I'm pretty sure it's, but you still have to have an actual buddy. But you don't have to get your tag and put it on, if that makes sense. Um. Luke, let me, let me, let me ask you this as an, as an ex, uh, ex pool staff member. If I am sitting there holding my arm and a horse fly Losing your shit, I believe, is the technical term. I start understandably (laughs) getting squirmish. It's a very, very good question. (laughs) Why do I get yelled at? You know, because the the thing I don't understand is that if everyone's out the pool, like you said, Will, and there's one person missing, like, they're clearly not in the pool. (laughs) And also, like, people sit OD spots, so they're going to be there somewhere. Yeah, they they like make sure everyone stays out of the pool until they find that one person. Even, even if like they're playing basketball, they won't let people back in the yeah. pool. Yeah, people like, oh, and then they they do, and the they're counting for like you're out of the pool for five five minutes sometimes, or, or longer. It's yeah, I just I'm not a fan of blister. The, the worst is when like the horsefly or the bee is just next to you and you're trying not to lose your shit and they just won't blow the whistle again. But I have, I, when I was on pool staff, you, you see it from a different perspective and it is, it is stressful. <laughs> it must to have to lifeguard. Yeah. And every other counselor is, it's fun. Blister days as a counselor is fun. You get to chill out. And, uh, but I remember I had to kick Seth hockey out of the pool. Uh, not like, that well. He did not, and he was in my he was my uh, my tent buddy. Like he was, and I was like Seth. And he was like putting children on his, like letting them stand on his shoulders. <laughs> I was like, Seth, like you, you can't do that, please. And he obviously he just didn't like have any respect for me. He was like Luke, like shut up. I was like no, and then it got to like the fourth or fifth time. I was like Seth get out of the pool. And uh, he, he's flat out. I was like, no. I was like, please, just get out. Like, and then uh, Izzy ACS was like, you heard him, Seth, get out of the pool. And I think even Matt had to come over and was like, Seth, get out of the pool. And I remember in my end of season evaluation by my ACS, that was a, a big point of praise for me. <laughs> Thanks for backing me up. I hope you and Seth are friends. <laughs> Seth, Seth is We're great friends. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we're great friends. Love they banned whirlpools this year. That I get that. They also that, banned keep it up, which like you know those volleyballs giving people concussions. That's dangerous. But I, I think whirlpool whirlpool is a tra- that's a tragedy that we've lost whirlpools. It is, but I I, I, I do think- understand. Like those those things get for those for people who do, like this that if you predate whirlpools at camp and you never got to live the live the life let me tell you it's great you get as many people as you can in like a circle in the pool 
and for what three minutes maybe you run in a giant circle as big as you can like make it it's like everyone's just running in the water and then on the count of three everyone like pick like starts like treading water or like kind of floats on their back and you just move in a circle and it is if you get a lot of people a powerful current it is, it is dangerous like you know junior campers struggle i mean i you know adults struggle but it's always the case because you 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 you've got to keep the circle small but you've got to have enough space so everyone can run but when you start to spread out the smaller children <laughs> once they get to the, the one half of the circle they can't stand up so they slow down and then it turns into a bit of a mess but if you get the right amount of people in the right pool well you know which pool is better new pool right incorrect Oh, it's more shallow on the shallow end. Correct. And there's another one. It's less slippy, which makes it, which gives and you the, a grip. And the floor it's, is slippy. Yeah, it's all the crusty old paint, which <laughs> the yeah, deep is bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so the old pool is, is a lot better. But it, I agree, it, it is probably for the best that mass whirlpools are... Um, forbidden a camp gone but not forgotten <laughs> not forgotten but in like a, in in a swim period i think it's fine you know if there's like less than 20 it's good well should we actually do our fire sticks yeah sorry i just <laughs> no no i i'm i'm glad that that might have been the, the best part of the pod and o- only those those schmucks that were actually silly enough to listen to the whole thing will will get to hear it but uh, anybody have a fire stick that wants to start? Eric, you start. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got a fire stick. My fire stick this week is going to go out to Professor Zyder. He's my history of acting teacher. Uh, he gave me extensions on all of my essays that were due a few weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> and I've been, I've been cracking away at them. Uh, if anyone knows, uh, if anyone knows anything about uh, <laughs> international female actors in the 18th to 19th century and how that relates to personality, please hit me up. I got 600 words to put on a page. I'll, I'll uh, echo that. Uh, shout out, yeah. Professor Mann. For, thank you, thank you, Ted. For Zyder. giving the entire class a no late penalty, no late work penalty, even though I wasn't doing any of the work and didn't email him about it. So that was. A gift from Professor Mann. Um, a little, a little back backstory before my fire stick. Um, Anthony Fauci, <laughs> Doctor Anthony Fauci, the incomparable um, Anthony Fauci. He he said a few weeks ago that if if he, they ever played him on SNL, if this ever got to that, that he wanted Brad Pitt to do it. Well, last night Brad Pitt delivered. Um, so. so I, I want to give my fire sticks to to the doctors, Doctor Fauci, and and his portrayal, uh, or uh, portrayee, Brad Pitt. Uh, you guys get my fire sticks for bringing and Adam Sandler and Pete Davidson. The, really, the whole SNL cast. You made my morning. actually and Post Malone. Post Malone did uh, a Nirvana cover cover show last <laughs> night, and it was awesome. So. Everyone who I watched that this morning, everyone who supplied me with content this morning, um, you get my. Fire 
next pick? Um, I have a, I have a couple of five sticks. The first. Oh, we're out of time. Izzy, uh, <laughs> is to, my first is to Izzy the dog because she gives me an, an uh, excuse to get out of the house and uh, and then listen to to your pod, which isn't an, an excuse, by the way. It's an excuse to get out of the house and then I get to listen That's to your pod. Um, shout out to Izzy. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to, um, my family back home, my parents, my brother. Um, they've been great in keeping in touch, making sure I'm doing okay and staying healthy. Um, and then also the, the main shout out is to Kim Ross, um, for many things, but mainly because if it wasn't for Kim, uh, recommending me to, to family, which I, I live with, I wouldn't be here now and I probably wouldn't be going back to camp and I wouldn't have had the great experiences I've had this year. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful for, to Kim. And also over um, Christmas, um, the, the family I live with, they were going on vacation and Kim said, you know, you should come over to us for Christmas. We celebrate. And so I was over there for three or four days and we had a great time. Um, so yeah, Kim, thank you. My, my five sticks dedicated. Er- Eric, to I told you that the big news uh, like an hour or two ago, right? Should we should we break the news now? Give a little teaser for next week. Yeah. No. Ooh. All right. I don't. I don't think so. I think we should leave. It you want to say yeah. Will? Is that I I've started to play a little game when I've been listening to your pods. It's counting how many times you say I digress. But I think this week was the first time you didn't digress. So play another yeah, game yeah. called how many times do I say fuck you, Luke? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I digress. <laughs> hey, thank, you, thank you both of you. That's an incredible time. What is what is the Willow pod about <laughs> digressions and good guests? And today we had one of those. <laughs> Thanks. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh man luke, luke thank you so much for joining us you going to you going to bed now it's eleven twenty. uh yeah I thank you luke. Some, i know I, i'll watch some some kath and kim for you australian uh australians out there give it a watch eric you'd quite like it kath and kim shout out kath and kim i'm probably gonna go watch the i don't know why i said that i'm gonna go watch the jordan doc no probably you do it. Eric, what about you? Well, hey. Right, I'm going to go back um, to working on some If uh, you happen to find out how nine, 18th and 19th century actor, act, actresses can affect personality, let me know. <laughs> Tweet it. <laughs> Tweet it at the, at, the, at the Willow Pod if you yeah, answer to Eric's homework. <laughs> how should how should we how should we end it should we should we do something clever or just have the the sentence end abruptly in the the middle and and have the music you gotta gotta fade out fade out with some good camp music or well it's more like we we have royalty free music and the and the the bits that we've been tearing off the internet Maybe we'll get to work on that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>